Visit CruiseCultureApparel.com for the latest issue of Cruise Culture Magazine, featuring the raddest home and garage-built rides. You are listening to the Cruise Culture Magazine podcast, covering all of your favorite articles from the magazine and more. Like, subscribe, and tell us what you think in the comments below. Keep Cruise Culture alive. What is up, cruisers? Welcome back to another episode of Cruise Culture Magazine, the podcast. Today, I wanted to go over a few topics, including some interesting feedback we had on our last pod about the evolution and history of hot rods. First, a couple updates. Cruise Culture Magazine issue number six is well underway, so if you haven't ordered a subscription yet, head over to cruiseculturaapparel.com to get yours. Also, make sure you head over and subscribe to our YouTube channel, where Brian has been working hard to schedule some more awesome shoots and features, and we'll be getting back on Project Living Dead Girl, and we'll soon bring you another episode. Now, we talked about the history of the hot rod, and I think it is important that as this information is shared with us, we bring it to you too. The history of this industry is a difficult thing to find, and as the older generation moves on, it is harder and harder to have this information passed on and not forgotten. Hot rodding has a huge history with many important figures and projects, and it would be a shame to leave any of them out, but as we learn more and understand more, we hope to update you and share this important history. The rod and hot rod was originally used to describe a custom ground cam or crank used to increase the performance of a car. The can father himself, Ed Iskandarian, also known as Iski, was quite possibly one of the fathers of the term hot rod. He was a pioneering figure in the hot rod and racing world in the mid-20th century. He founded Iski Racing Cams in 1946, which quickly became one of the most respected high-performance camshaft manufacturers in the industry. Iski was also a passionate hot rodder himself, and he became known for building and racing some of the fastest cars of his time. In the late 1940s and early 1950s, Iski and his fellow hot rodders began experimenting with modifying engines and building custom cars to go faster and perform better on the track. One of Iski's most famous contributions to the hot rod world was the creation of the Iskandarian 5.8 cam, which was specifically designed for use in high-performance engines. This camshaft allowed hot rodders to achieve higher RPMs and more power, which helped to revolutionize the racing industry. Iski's reputation as an innovator and leader in the hot rod and racing world made him a legendary figure, and his contributions to the industry are still celebrated today. We are pointed in the direction of Iski by Instagrammer and listener Commando.Kitchen. So, thank you for commenting. Like before, we love to get your feedback on our pods, and if you know some interesting facts or history and would like to share them with us, please do so through any of our social media platforms. We would also love to hear any suggestions you have on future episodes. Let's skip ahead and talk a bit about the Tri-Fi Chevy. When it comes to the world of custom cars, few vehicles are as iconic and beloved as the Tri-Fi Chevy. This classic car, produced by Chevrolet from 1955 to 1957, has become a staple of American car culture, and for good reason. With its sleek design, powerful engine options, and enduring popularity, the Tri-Fi Chevy has cemented its place in automotive history. First introduced in 1955, the Tri-5 Chevy was an instant hit. Its distinctive design with its wide grille and rounded body lines made it stand out from other cars of the time. But it wasn't just the looks that made this car so popular. 
Under the hood, the Tri-5 Chevy boasted a range of powerful V8 engine options, including the legendary small-block V8, which would go on to become one of the most iconic engines in automotive history. Of course, the Tri-5 Chevy wasn't just a performance machine. It was also a car that was designed to be practical and versatile, with multiple body styles available, including a two-door sedan, four-door sedan, and two-door hardtop. The Tri-5 Chevy could appeal to a wide range of buyers. And with its spacious interior and comfortable ride, it was the perfect car for long road trips and family outings. Over the years, the Tri-5 Chevy has remained a popular choice for custom car enthusiasts. Its timeless design and powerful engine options make it a perfect canvas for customization, and there are countless examples of Tri-5 Chevys that have been modified and customized in unique and creative ways. From hot rods and drag racers to low riders and gassers, there's no shortage of Tri-5 Chevy builds to admire. And with the availability of aftermarket parts and accessories, the sky truly is the limit when it comes to customizing these classic cars. But it's not just the custom car community that loves the Tri-5 Chevy. This car has become a cultural icon appearing in countless films, TV shows, and music videos over the years. From the iconic pink Chevy from Greece to the black Chevy from American Graffiti, the Tri-5 Chevy has become a symbol of American car culture and nostalgia. So whether you're a custom car enthusiast or simply a fan of classic cars and American culture, there's no denying the enduring popularity of the Tri-5 Chevy. It's a car that has stood the test of time and continues to capture the hearts and imaginations of car enthusiasts around the world. Perhaps the biggest reason for the Tri-5 Chevy's enduring popularity is the emotional connection that people have to it. For many car enthusiasts, the Tri-5 Chevy represents a simpler time when cars were more than just transportation. They were a symbol of freedom, adventure, and individuality. And even today, as we live in an era of self-driving cars and electric vehicles, the Tri-5 Chevy remains a reminder of a bygone era. One prime example of a Tri-5 Chevy that we covered in December's issue of Cruise Culture magazine was Ethan Clark's 1956 Chevy, which we have nicknamed Blown Porcelain. Have you ever seen a toilet that will put you back in your seat? How about one with a blown 383 stroker? Ethan Clark's 1956 Chevy 210 sedan is just that. I like to call it Blown Porcelain, although the car is currently unnamed. This car was featured on our YouTube channel in late September with the same title and many people questioned, why Blown Porcelain? A good group of friends in central Alberta nicknamed the Toilet Gang as an inside joke. They proudly portrayed the toilet sticker on their cars. Toilet being their way of calling them shitboxes. Break it, fix it, break it, fix it again. The car is equipped with a Wyand 142 supercharger and toilets are made of porcelain, therefore blown porcelain. Ethan bought this car as a kid off of his brother for $350. He drove it through fields and down back roads until he parked it for a long time. He went on to build a 1984 Caprice with a 383 stroker but had a hard time keeping the transmission functioning. He decided to pull the 383 and keep it for a future project and sell off the Caprice. When Ethan and his wife were to get married, he decided it was time to get the 1956 Chevy built and on the road before the wedding. Yvette built just in time and it has been on the road six years now. Under the hood, this thing is equipped with a built 1997 Chevy small block at 383 cubic inches with a Stroker Eagle rotating assembly. All this is topped with a Wyand 142 supercharger and a Holley 600 carburetor. The engine is cooled with a custom aluminum radiator, electric fan, and shroud. 
The power gets its spark from an NSD ignition controller, HEI distributor, and Excel ceramic poot wires. Power is transferred with a rebuilt 1993 Borg Warner T56, spec ceramic clutch, and a custom drive shaft from Extreme Driveline to a Ford 9 inch with 4.1 1 to 1 Detroit True Track gears and Curry axles. What is really cool about this car is that it is an original Canadian car with real patina, including an antique AMA sticker that is fused with the paint on the back of the car. The fenders on this car are original which is rare due to the lack of a factory inner fender, rust was commonly prevalent around the headlights and the bottom edge. The metal was solid on this one, so much so that an early life fender bender on the front driver's side was able to be banged and pulled out with original patina left intact. Ethan hosts an annual cruise out to historic Markerville, Alberta every year and leads the way for cars, trucks, and bikes of all kinds on an all-day adventure that ends with ice cream and a bonfire. Good times, great company, and burnt rubber. Ethan is a talented mechanic and also helps his wife fix and restore interesting items and antiques that she buys and sells. They'd like to thank and give a shout-out to former employers and now friends, Bill Croson and Sharon Houseman at Hometown Auto in Innisfail for giving him unlimited shop access to build a car. It might not have ever happened without them. For even more on Ethan Clark's 1956 Chevy, be sure to check out our YouTube channel, Cruise Culture Magazine. This article was written and photographed by our very own Brian Holsley. Well, that is all we have for you today. Be sure to tune in on Monday at noon again for another episode of Cruise Culture Magazine, the podcast. We will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Cruise Culture Magazine podcast with new episodes every Mondays and Thursdays at noon. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss one and tell us in the comments what you want to hear in a future episode. Keep cruise culture alive.